Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I apologize for starting off the show with a falsetto as if I'm Justin Timberlake. Who do I think I am? Actually, you know what? Not Justin Timberlake. I still haven't forgiven him for what he did to Janet. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, we have to talk about Southern Charm, and I'm all sugared up. I had some chocolates from a company called Nasbro. Now, Ataya, shout out to Ataya, she sent me some fudge from this place called Nasbro over the last holiday season. And it was so, so good. It's a chocolatier in Virginia. The fudge was amazing. And so recently, I went to order some fudge for my brother. And I live by the motto, one for them, four for me. So whenever I'm ordering someone a gift, I always try to order four gifts for myself. So I had ordered some fudge as a gift. And then I was like, you know what? I need to order some chocolates for myself. I got some fudge, some chocolate-covered almonds. I believe it to be high in sugar. I do not have the nutrition facts in front of me, but I feel like I could run a marathon. And (laughs) I usually have some sugar, caffeine, before I record. And then I typically crash by the end of this recording. So I apologize by the end of this. If you fast forward to the end, I'll be half asleep. But I'm here now. I'm here. I'm queer. And I'm ready to talk about Southern Charm. Before we get into this week's, I have to just say off the bat, I've been thinking about it. I've settled in. And I think I've decided that I do not like Matul. I know we've been touching briefly on it, but I've really let everything wash all over me. I saw a rerun of Southern Charm of last week at the gym. And I thought, you know what? I'm not into Matul at all. I do not like him. I know. I do not like the way he's acting or treating Naomi. So I just have to get that off my chest. Some people online are calling him Metul. <laughs> Childish, but apt nickname. And look, hopefully he turns it around. I want to like him. So hopefully we turn that around. We open this week with a previously on Southern Charm. Now, on the previously on, we got a little of the scat. We got the, he's got more honey than any honeybees. Now, that lyric was over footage of Austin with his top off, which was an assault on the senses. I just have to say that to the Bravo editors, producers, whoever's deciding to put that lyric over footage of Austin flexing with his blouse off, that's not okay with me. I'm officially filing a complaint about that. Because he's got more honey than any honeybees does not describe Austin flexing with his top off. Not okay, Bravo, not okay. We open this week with everyone waking up in Colorado. Chelsea has one of those hats on. She said she looks like Putin's mistress. Craig cooks breakfast for everyone, and they're all getting ready for the slopes. Now, I have a complicated pass with the slopes. I'm going to take a little detour. This is not a fun detour, though. This is not a laugh-ha-ha detour. This is actually a very traumatic experience from my childhood that doesn't really have a lot of laughs. But in the fourth grade, I was skiing with some friends from school at a place called Brandywine Ski Resort in Ohio. And I had gone on a hill that I wasn't supposed to go on. So you know how they're like lit numbered or whatever? And there's like certain hills that are for more advanced skiers. My friend was like, let's go on that advanced one. And I was kind of new at skiing. And I went on it anyway. I got brave. First, all of a sudden, I thought I was, uh, I don't know, who's a famous skier? 
I don't know why I can't think of a famous skier right now. The only one that's coming to mind is that one that looks like Cynthia Nixon. Who is that, Sean White? <laughs> Neither here nor there. The point is, I got on that hill, and then I tumbled down it. I was on my skis, and the ski pole went into my stomach. I bruised my stomach. I had landed on my arm. I had broke my arm, bruised my leg. The skis had, like, popped off of me, and I ended up, like, getting unconscious and waking up in the ski resort. It's not a hospital room. It was, like, the ski resort, a room there, like, an office there or something, where everyone was just, like, looking down at me. And it was a terrifying experience. My parents weren't there. And uh, I skied, like, three times since then, but I've always had a... I've always stayed on the baby hills, and I'm... I need to get over that fear. It's like one of those things. I've skied three times since then, and every time I think like I'm going to push myself a little harder, but it's terrifying for me. I don't know if anyone's had an experience like that with with a sport or an activity, but I always want to get over it, and I, I'm working on it. But watching this episode, I was like, I need to get back on the ski hills or the slopes, if you will, and get over my fear a little bit, because I've just never been able to fully get back on board with skiing. And I used to love it, like, before I got in that accident, I love skiing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they're all getting ready to go on the slopes. Everyone's waking up and getting into the kitchen while Craig is cooking breakfast. Catherine creeped around the corner looking like one of the uncle ghosts from Casper. She just creeped around that corner. She had, like, eye patches underneath her eyes. She looked very creepy. It was like she was kind of peeking her head out. Not only did she not look camera ready, which is fine. They're all waking up. They're on vacation. But she seemed to be creeping. She was like checking to see if the cameras were there. And I think she was like, well, fuck it. They're there. They caught me. But she was tiptoeing around that corner like she was a ghost. She was wearing all white. Then later she changed into that outfit that made her look like a red Power Ranger. And I loved it. Catherine was giving us some looks. But that early morning look with the eye patches underneath her eyes, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> My equilibrium was off. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was so she's tiptoeing around that corner. I'm surely going to have nightmares of Catherine tiptoeing around the corner of my house later. When I go to bed tonight and I hear some footsteps, it's going to be Matt in the kitchen, but I'm going to assume it's the ghost of Catherine because that's what it felt like. I will be haunted by that image for a lifetime. A life- and Catherine's a beautiful gal. Beautiful gal. I've said this before. She looks like Pepper Ann, one of my favorite animated icons. She looks like Pepper Ann, but... That image of Catherine slinking around that corner with those beady eyes and the under-eye patches and the all-white, I thought, uh-uh, mm-mm, this is what horror movies are made of. She reminded me of that skinny uncle ghost from Casper. Do you remember the Casper movie where Casper the Ghost turned into Devon Sawa? I think most of us of a certain generation, we all fell in love with Casper the Ghost, right? I mean, when that ghost turned into Devon Sawa, I mean, I, I'm not kidding you. When I was that age, I was a young kid when that came out, I think I was... 10 years old or something. And that was maybe one of the first experiences where I thought, like, maybe I'm gay because I remember I thought Devin Sal was such a cute little young man. And I think I was around the same age. Like, he's a little older, but I remember being, when did that come out? 95 or something? And I loved Christina Ricci. Like, I wanted to be her now and then, which is going to be on Netflix soon. But I love Christina Ricci. And anyway, Catherine looked like the uncle ghost, you know, the skinny one. And that's the that on that. Anyway, Whitney woke up that morning and he was in what looked like a holiday sweater. Everyone was dressed differently at this breakfast. Whitney was in this holiday sweater that he had on later on. He never changed out of it. I don't think he ever changed out of it. He was wearing the same sweater later that evening for the weed dinner. But Cam was in like a turtleneck and then some people were in pajamas. 
Again, even in Colorado, they're all dressed different, which is okay with me. It's consistent. Then, let's see, everyone goes to the slopes. Whitney and Shep, they have like a little early lunch. Whitney was doing what looked to be poppers at first, but apparently it's some sort of oxygen aerosol can that he was sniffing out of. But I thought it was poppers. I thought Whitney's doing poppers on the slopes. And I couldn't wrap my head around what was happening. Where did they get those aerosol cans? I've never heard of those. Never heard of those. Whitney, the Whitney 911, just sniffing out of aerosol cans. Just saying. Then everyone was doing like ski antics. Half the group was doing a lesson, and then the other half was just skiing on their own. And I was a little bit bored by the ski antics because it felt a little bit too like we're trying to be funny. And I kept thinking about the Real Houses of Orange County when they went skiing. Do you remember that iconic moment where Vicky was accused of having multiple partners and Vicky was screaming on the slopes, I've never had multiple partners in my life? I owned it, Lori. I've owned it. You're not my God. I don't have to answer to you. Go skiing by yourself. Oh, Vicky. You don't have a friend oh, that's here. Mean girl. Okay. No, I'm not a mean girl. You just need to shut up when you need to shut up. No, go around spreading rumors. Unless you're not wearing rumors, Vicky. I have never been with multiple partners I'm in my life. I'm not saying at the you're same disgusting. time. I'm not saying okay, at the same time. I'm going time. skiing. You're filthy. Now, that was a skiing moment. That was a ski moment. That was an iconic ski moment. So I was hoping that we'd get one of those for this episode of Southern Charm. Unfortunately, we didn't. Pretty boring ski antics, if you ask me. I even felt like Bethany on her spinoff, she went skiing, and that was more memorable. And nothing was exciting me about this ski trip. Then um, Austin and Madison were flirting on the slopes, and Austin, every time he says Madison, I can't help but like get a flashback, even though we didn't get a flashback of that scene, that footage of him cheating on Madison. Madison, Madison! It's like he still says that, and then I get a, my own flashback of it, so they don't even have to show me, and it's like my brain has been rewired to just picture that scene in my head, the cell phone footage of him cheating on Madison every time he says, Madison, Madison. I mean, he was flirting on the slopes. Every time she'd ski on by, I'd be like, yeah, Madison, Madison. I'm like, oh man, they've like, really? What is that? It's a Pavlonian response. Is that the right word? I'm not sure. But I have that like psychological response every time I hear him say, Madison, Madison, Madison. I picture that footage in my head and it just comes racing towards me. Like, you know, um, on that show, That's So Raven, when she used to get the visions, <laughs> that's what happens to my face every time I hear him say Madison. It's like my face just freezes, my eyes open wide, and then I just have a flashback of that cell phone footage. Then we cut to Catherine and Danny, they're on the gondola, and it's beautiful. Those views looked amazing. I do love a ski resort. I love it. I live for it. So even though I wasn't able to ski much past the fourth grade when I had my traumatic accident, I did always love going to a ski resort. You know, having a cup of cocoa or at um, the ski resort in Ohio, they used to have tubing and stuff like that so you could do other activities on the hills. I love a snowy hill, though. I love a snowy hill moment with a big boot and a winter coat. Anyway, uh, Catherine and Danny talk about marijuana, and Catherine reveals again that her lowest point was when she was smoking weed. And she had to go to rehab. She lost her kids for a moment in time. I've never heard of someone having an issue with weed, but apparently it's a thing. I've just never heard of somebody having like an addiction. I guess I've heard of people being like addicted to weed, but I don't know. I've never heard of someone having it, such an issue with it, but I don't know. I just, I just never heard of it. Anyway, the most exciting part of this whole gondola ride is that Catherine says that Whitney, still denying that they hooked up, and Catherine says, I have the text. And they show the text on the screen. And you guys, I was giddy with glee. I was giddy with excitement when they were showing these texts. Because these texts were insane. So let me just say, 
Catherine had texted Whitney about coming over. So Catherine was like going, this was on the way to the hookup. So Catherine texted Whitney, I am legit on my way, diva. This is word for word, you guys. I wrote it down in my notes. Catherine said, I am legit on my way, diva. Four minutes, fucker. So that's how she talks to Whitney for this hookup. Uh, I'd just like to repeat that. Everyone take a listen. I am legit on my way, diva. Four minutes, fucker. Now, this is quite a text. This is something that needs to go in a museum somewhere, because this is insane. I am legit on my way, diva. Four minutes, fucker. So she's calling Whitney diva, and I'd like to call Whitney diva from now on. Catherine could do it, I'm going to do it. So from now on, we're calling Whitney diva. Whitney the diva. <laughs> Whitney Houston's not the only diva in town. So it's Whitney from Southern Charm, apparently, because that's what Catherine's calling him. It's like two divas who don't have to be reminded that they're divas. They just know how to act. And then here's what Whitney responds with. Baby, my shit is asleep or waiting for you, but we'll be here for you. Okay, so this was a little confusing for me, and I stared at the screen when they wrote this on the screen for a good five or six minutes. Whitney's text said, baby, my, and it said S-H, and then it was blurred. So I'm assuming that's the word shit, right? So uh, what I'm assuming he texted her was, baby, my shit is asleep or waiting for you, but we'll be here for you. This is a very confusing text to me. Am I getting that shit word wrong? Like it said, baby, my S-H blurred is asleep or waiting for you. The word is shit, right? That's what I'm assuming it was, shit. Baby, my shit is asleep or waiting for you? Is he talking about his dick? I mean, I even had the message in my phone from when I was in L.A. And he was like, come over. And I was like, I'm with your mom. Look, I mean, it's all good. Let's have a quiet night. <laughs> God, he's the aggressor. <laughs> Baby, my shit is asleep or waiting for you. Are these penis? Oh, oh my God. God, he's Oh like, my God. No. Okay, yeah. Uh, now I feel like I'm like watching you know, more sex or something. Ew, don't. Men really confuse me sometimes. Yeah. I know they said it was in reference to his penis, but that was still really weird to me. I don't know that it really was. Like, is that what he actually meant? I don't, I don't know. You guys, I hate even saying, I hate even having to refer to Whitney's dick. I don't want to do it, but we have to do it. We have to figure out what this text means. Is that what he's talking about? Baby, my... So, in essence, could we replace the word S-H blur with dick? Can we do that? Or is that baby, my... Or maybe S-H is in reference to Shep. Maybe Shep was over. Baby, my Shep is asleep or waiting for you. So maybe what he means is like, you know, Shep's here and he's asleep in the other room, but I'm waiting for you. Is that what Whitney meant? (laughs) Baby, my Shep is asleep or waiting for you. Like, I think the word shit we could replace with I hate saying that word, you guys. You know what word I really hate is when people, I don't even want to say it. It's, I hate the word, when people use the word peen. I can, I'm not going to say it again. I apologize that this podcast has gone off the rails. I'm just trying to report what happened on Southern Charm, but I hate that word peen. Anyway, Whitney said, baby, my shit is asleep or waiting for you, but we'll be here for you. And that was a separate sentence. So look, I don't really understand exactly what Whitney's response is. I wish he would have just said, like, okay, I'm right, I'm awake. <laughs> that's what I would have done. I haven't been single for quite some time, but I think if a booty call was coming over, that's how I would respond. I don't think I'd respond with, baby, my shit is asleep or waiting for you, but we'll be here for you. 
that don't make no fucking sense, Whitney. That makes no fucking sense, Whitney the Diva. I don't understand it. I don't understand that text, and I'm glad the producers put it on the screen, but now we have more mystery to solve. We have more mystery to solve because I don't understand what that text meant. Baby, my sh- I, I, I won't harp on it anymore, but we need to get to the bottom of this puzzle. Also, while we're here, I just want to say that I do love the actual appendage of Dick. I just don't like referring to Whitney's actual appendage of Dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> also, I love that he called her baby. It reminded me of Whitney Houston, too. I'm your baby tonight. He should have responded with that. Just a Whitney Houston lyric. I'm your baby tonight. Whitney the diva. <laughs> love Whitney the diva. <laughs> it's like two divas who don't have to be reminded that they're divas. They just know how to act. Anyway, then we cut to Charleston. Naomi's on the phone with Ashley which was a shock to me. I did not know we were getting more Ashley so soon. Apparently, Ashley was calling Naomi to see if they could meet. They decide to meet at Stax. And I thought, that's what Naomi gets for staying in Charleston. The producers really gave it to her. I believe that the producers were like, you know what, Naomi, if you want to stay here, you don't want to go on the cast trip, guess what? You're meeting with Ashley. It's your punishment. And Naomi had no choice. She had to meet with Ashley. So that's what she gets. That's what she gets. Uh, the group meets for like a lunch, even though Whitney and Shep had already done their aerosol can lunch. The rest of them are kind of eating lunch, and Whitney makes a Cheech and Chong reference. Austin buys shots for everyone at the bar. And they were all saying like, oh, Austin can't afford it. Like, there's no way Austin can pay for this. And then they put on screen that it was $250, and I thought, I mean, Austin can't afford $250 on his day of filming? His hit TV show? <laughs> I don't know what they're paying the Southern Charm cast, but I feel like Austin should be able to pay $250 for filming. And I wouldn't be surprised if production picked up that tab. They were filming it. But even so, even if they weren't filming it, I feel like Austin should be able to afford $250 at the bar for a one-time deal while he's filming his hit TV show. I don't know what the budgets are here. I can't understand it. Anyway, uh, Madison and Austin are so flirting. Chep is getting really mad about it. I don't know why Shep is so, like overly involved in this Madison Austin thing. It feels a little bit exhausting to me. Then we cut to, uh, back to Charleston where Naomi and Ashley meet. Now, I want to say Naomi's wearing a fringe white t-shirt under a star-spangled leather jacket. And that's a e- look if I ever saw one. L-E-W-K. It's a look if I ever saw one. Naomi orders lots of wine. She's preparing herself for Ashley to come. And then Ashley trapes on in. And Ashley says, I appreciate you meeting me because you're a straight shooter. That's probably why we had an issue. (laughs) Ashley, I kind of... Okay, I want to say... I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. I sort of, after this appearance, like I sort of really loved Ashley. Now, not in a way that I think she's a nice human being or a good human, but I do love watching her. And I think that she's what Southern Charm needs. I think they need her. Even though I, in real life, would not want to be friends with Ashley, and I don't think she's a good human being, I think we need her on TV, because otherwise they don't have a whole lot going on, and Ashley's hard to figure out. She says crazy things, like she calls Naomi a bitch one minute, and then she's like, well, I meant bitch in the nice way. She's a complete monster, but really good TV. And she tells Naomi that she wants to talk to Catherine. She's like, how do I do it? She's like, if I run into Catherine here, do I say hello? Naomi's like, nope. You don't do any of that. You just ignore it. You just keep walking. You called her an egg donor. Ashley's like, well, what if I just like called her up? Naomi's like, nope, don't do that. Ashley's very much like a Tasmanian devil. They even showed the flashback footage of her at Eliza's, and she's just running around like the Tasmanian devil. She's just so messy. But again, I think that's what the show needs and what it's missing this season. 
So I'm glad they have her back. They didn't even show us in the preview that she was coming back this week, and here she was. Surprise. Then we cut to this weed dinner. Shep and Austin got high before the dinner, and I almost felt like I was getting a contact high from Shep because he seemed so stoned. And then he just kept getting more and more stoned. Austin kept it together a little bit, but Shep was like really losing control. And then Madison and Craigie, before they go out to this dinner, Madison and Craigie talk. And Madison's like, hey, Craig, like, why do you keep getting involved in my relationship? And my Craigie's like, I never did that. And then they show a flashback of him getting involved. And I love when they show a flashback that contradicts what they're saying in real time. Nothing better. And that's why the Bravo editors, producers are so, so great at what they do. And I tip my hat to them. I was thinking in this scene, the women on the show, I know we've talked about this before, but the women always come across so much smarter, put together, balanced, better in every way than the men on the show. The men on the show just do not come across very well. They do not come across as intelligent or or normal or balanced, but the women on the show always come across really well. Even Madison, I think some of us thought Madison might be a little bit of a villainess earlier in the season, but I think she's coming into her own, and I think I love Madison. I think I like her a lot. Anyway, they all get together for this dinner. Austin's getting more and more stoned. Chelsea arrives, and she's upset she's not stoned. Whitney arrives wearing that same sweater from the AM, and then Madison came in looking gorgeous. Everyone comments about how gorgeous she looks. And also I noticed about Madison, she's a side mouth talker. You notice that like Drew Barrymore, she talks out of the side of her mouth. And it's beautiful and adorable, and I love it. I think that's one of the things that I'm attracted to Madison about. Aside from the Jessica Simpson connection, she talks out of the side of her mouth. Like she's Drew Barrymore. I wish I could do a Drew Barrymore impression. I feel like people could do that. What are we talking about? <laughs> Wait, that sounded like Jennifer Aniston. What are we talking Or Cher. I only do like two impressions. One's Cher. Wagon wheel with two she. <laughs> I can't do If I could turn back time, I can't do a Drew Barrymore. That's my Cher. Wagon wheel what to see. I wish Cher was on Southern Charm. She'd be like, Austin, I wish you'd shut the fuck up. Oh. Do <laughs> you imagine just Cher at the ski lodge with the uh, Southern Charm crew? Cameron, have some fucking weed. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Madison's beautiful, and I like the side mouth thing that she does. I had a friend who did that, and it was a, a weird thing that I was always jealous of. I don't know why. I know it's not a normal, traditional trait to have, but I always liked it. Anyway, then Shep and Madison talk. Madison takes a whole gummy, which made me think she was badass. She took that whole gummy that Shep gave her. And then her and Shep have a conversation, and she confronts Shep. She says, look, you called me white trash. Why did you call me white trash? And he's like, uh, 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 uh. He was like a Looney Tune. Elmer Fudd cartoon villain or something this episode. Shep High just reminded me so much of like Elmer Fudd or some, Yosemite, not Yosemite Sam, probably like Elmer Fudd. That's what he reminded me of. And then Shep says that Madison and Austin only like each other because they're both attractive. And I was personally offended by this because I thought we're all supposed to go along with the idea that Madison, beautiful, stunning Madison, looks like Jessica Simpson is at the same level of attractiveness as Austin. That's what we're all led to believe. That's what Shep is trying to convince us of. He said, you guys are only together because you're both very attractive. You have nothing else in common. And I screamed at the TV, you guys. I thought, what is he saying? We're being gaslit into thinking that Austin Austin is the same attractiveness level as Madison, and that's simply not true. 
I was like rubbing my eyes. Like, did I just see and hear that properly? Like, what is he saying? Whoa. <laughs> my equilibrium was off again. I was like, what is Shep saying? He's trying to convince us all they're the same level, and they are not. Madison's a nine, and Austin's a six at best. Sometimes Austin's very cute, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think, I, I don't mean to call him a six, because sometimes he could be very cute, you guys. Austin's got a little je ne sais quoi, or what? Austin's got a little, <laughs> a little bit of a, I don't know, a little cutesy nature to him. But Madison is a stunning beauty. They even said she looked like a Bond girl at one point. Austin don't look like James Bond. He don't look like Daniel Craig coming out of the water in those little Speedos. Let me just say that. Madison looks like she'd fit right in in James Bond. And Austin looks like he'd fit right in with, uh, what's that movie with Mr. Bean? Johnny English. <laughs> That's what Austin looks like. Austin looks at home in a Johnny English film, and Madison looks like she could be in a Bond movie. Or what was that Frankie Muniz one where it was like, Agent Cody Banks. Austin could fit right in an Agent Cody Banks. But you know what? He doesn't fit into a Bond movie, that's for sure. And Madison does. So I would appreciate if we all stop thinking that they look the same in terms of attractiveness, because it's simply not true. Then everyone gets together for this group dinner. Shep is so high. They have a little bit about doing a blessing about the food, and it made me laugh so much. A lot, but they were like, we should do a blessing. Eliza was like about to start. And then they're like, well, wait, this is like a weed dinner. <laughs> and Eliza's like, well, we'll go to church when we're home. And uh, it just made me laugh. It was so funny. They were like, half of them were ready to bless the food. And they realized, you know what? We're all about to eat to get high. And maybe we shouldn't bless it. <laughs> maybe God wouldn't approve. So we should back it up. We'll go to church at home. Just go to church at home. Anyway, they were all starting this dinner, and I've had a couple bad experiences with edibles. And I know legal uh, weed is legal here in LA, and I get weirded out by edibles just because I've had two really bad experiences. One of them, I thought I wanted to call like the police or the ambulance. Like I was just at home with Matt, and I thought it was just you can't tell how much you're getting when you do the edibles. That's what I don't like about it. And this one time, I got super paranoid, and I wanted to call like the police or the ambulance. Matt's like, you can't do that. And then he put on Will and Grace because he thought that would calm me down because that is something that calms me down. Then he put it on and I thought I was like in, I kept saying I felt like I was in the studio for it. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, we're here at the live taping. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we're literally watching Will and Grace on the TV. And I was like, no, they're filming it in front of us. (laughs) It was crazy. And ever since that time, I was like, I'm no more edibles. I just think you can't tell. Even someone, I mean, I know this guy, he was like measuring stuff. So maybe it was a better situation. But I find with like baked goods and stuff, like if somebody bakes brownies, like you don't know how much is going to be in one bite versus the next. And I don't want that paranoia feeling. I think that's the worst feeling in the world, that, that paranoia tripping or whatever. I don't like it, so I would be nervous about it. But they were measuring everything at this place. I'm sure that chef knew what he was doing. I did feel bad for that chef, though, because like as he was getting the food ready, everyone was walking in like, Woo! What's that awful shit smell? <laughs> Every single person they would walk in, Woo! It was like my Aunt Sue at a garage sale when she opened the fridge, and she's like, Woo! Smell this shit! It smells like shit! <laughs> it's like, that's how Every single person, Madison walked in the room, she's like, Woo! And that poor chef, it's like, that's his job, his craft, his career. 
And everyone is just saying, like, woo! I don't know if anyone said that it smelled like shit, but everyone walked in and they made a noise or a face. Like, whoa! Whoa! Ugh! 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 <laughs> woo! <laughs> like that poor guy. Just cooking with the sous chef. He's trying to make them all a nice meal. And everyone walked in that goddamn room. Just, woo! Anyway, let's see. Catherine... Everyone's sitting at this meal, and Catherine's still not over the fact that like no one checked in with her about this weed dinner. They literally showed a flashback to her at the reunion. I don't know if it was last season or the season before, but her at the reunion saying that she had a weed addiction and had to go to rehab for it. And no one has asked her if it's okay that they do a weed-infused dinner, group dinner. And so Catherine literally has to bring it up at dinner. She's like, hey, Austin, are you the one that planned it? And Austin's like, what? He's like, high as shit. And Catherine's like, did you plan this? He's like, yeah. And she's like, even though I lost my kids and went to a rehab because of weed, I'm okay with this. And he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? He doesn't know what to do. No idea what to do. He's like, okay. And then in his confessional, he says he feels bad. But in the moment, he was so high. It was like, he didn't know how to do any of this. It's like, hey, Austin, guess what? I'm okay with this. It's like producers are like, hey, Catherine, you need to confront Austin. (laughs) Such an awkward moment. Then uh, at this weed dinner, though, it was interesting because the food wasn't infused with the weed. So everyone was eating food that had no weed in it. And then the toppings basically were what's infused. So it was like the dressings, the butters. Shep drank some of the butter at one point, which was troubling. I just want to say that Shep had a show where people literally competed to date with him. I know we've talked about this before, but it was like a show literally where people were competing to date this man, and here he was on TV just drinking butter, just drinking butter, high and drinking butter. And I just think that's Bravo's biggest misstep of all time. I know we've had a lot of shows, some of them are hits and some of them are misses. Some of them went on for seasons and some of them were tragically canceled, like Princesses of Long Island or Gallery Girls. Bravo has given us a whole slew of shows. And I think that Shep's dating show is the biggest misfire in Bravo history, and I stand by that. And here uh, was further proof of that when he was just drinking butter on camera while he was high. You guys, we have to take a quick break here. Let's take a moment to just settle in and gather our thoughts, and then we'll come back and we'll finish the recap of this week's Southern Charm. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Okay, so at this weed dinner, Catherine is fuming more and more and more. And we see her at the table, like, looking at her phone. 
and she was looking at old clips of Whitney on Watch What Happens Live. Who among us doesn't do this occasionally at a dinner? I've been known to be at a dinner a time or two and at uh, on my phone looking at clips from Watch What Happens Live. But it was shocking to see that activity on camera, because Catherine was literally just looking up old clips of Watch What Happens Live. And they showed us a flashback of Whitney, Cameron, and Landon on Watch What Happens Live. And we see Whitney talking about how Catherine's a drug addict. Meanwhile, Landon was in that footage, and I'm always taken aback when I see Landon. I think the bitch sesh girls used to call her Marble Mouth, and whenever I see her, I'm like, whoa! But Landon was in that footage, and I've seen Landon on social media. People send me. Apparently, she's really close with Ashley still. And I would get chills if Landon comes back. If she even popped back in for a second, I think I would get chills. I don't think we need to see more of Landon. I wouldn't mind if she popped in for, like, one scene. But that'd be about it. Anyway, it was shocking to see Landon in that footage, but Whitney was talking about how Catherine's a drug addict. And so Catherine's looking at this footage at the table, and she's just getting more and more angry at Whitney. Whitney the diva. It's like two divas who don't have to be reminded that they're divas. And so she gets up, and she gets upset. She leaves. Craig follows her, and Craig goes to talk to her. And Catherine says, like, I'm just thinking about all the times when I got shit from Whitney and all these people about my drug situation. And now here everyone is presenting weed in front of me as I'm trying to keep things under control. And Craig is trying to comfort her. Craig eventually goes back to the table and he tells everyone, look, Catherine's upset. She's mostly upset at Austin and Whitney, but mostly Whitney. And Whitney right away starts to cower back a little bit. He kind of starts to get a little bit weird. And I could tell that Whitney doesn't want any of his life on camera. He just wants to show up and kind of direct things a little bit, but he doesn't want his personal life on camera. And I think that's why he's so upset that this Catherine thing came out. But like it or not, Whitney, like you're part of the storyline. And we need you to just play the game. We need you to play the game. So right away, Whitney leaves the table and he's like, I'm done. I'm going. And Craig is like, you need to go talk to Catherine. Check in on her. You denied having sex with her. She's upset about it. Please go talk to her. So then Whitney goes to talk to Catherine. He's like, look, I want to talk to you. Is everything okay? Catherine says, just leave. I don't want to talk to you. Just leave. So then Whitney leaves right away, and that's how we end the episode. Everyone else was, meanwhile, at that table. Chelsea had the giggles. Chelsea had the giggles, which worried me a little bit, because the, those two times that I had that bad, those bad trips off the weed food, I had the giggles, and then that turned into paranoia. So I wondered if Chelsea or Shep, if they were going to get paranoid after this. I wonder how they were the rest of the night. Maybe we'll see that next week. I'm not sure. But I feel like that's next. They were having a lot of weed. They were all having a lot of weed. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Next time, we get some more Madison versus Shep. We get something happening with Danny. Danny's crying. I don't know what's going on, but I'm very excited. Very excited. Uh, Real quickly, in Southern Charm news, speaking of Ashley Jacobs, there was an Instagram post this week of Cameron from the Real Houses of Dallas. Here on the West Coast, and she was with Ashley's from Southern Charm, and they posted a picture together. It sent shockwaves through the Bravo universe. It's a crossover that no one wanted. And I love Cameron from The Real Houses of Dallas. I was really worried when I saw that footage. Really worried. I was like, everyone was like, Cam, get out. Run, Cam, run. And I, I don't know. Cameron had posted that. It was the first time they met, so maybe it was just like a quick little thing. But all the comments on it were so funny. I like looked at the post, and I clicked comments on Instagram, and every comment was like, Get the fuck out, Cameron. Leave, run. Like, what are you doing? I used to like you. Now I don't. Like, get out of here. 
like Ashley's truly the most hated person in the Bravo sphere at the moment. Anyway, that's the episode. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. This was a little bit shorter than normal. There wasn't a whole lot going on on Southern Charm. I apologize that we kept it so short. But we got through the whole episode. There was a lot of ski hijinks. And I love you all so, so much for listening. Let's do our little cool down. I have to say, this past week, I don't know if there's been a bunch of new listeners or what, but I've gotten a lot of messages thinking that the cool downs are jokes. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I literally got like more than one, like a lot of messages. I think it was like five messages where people were like, oh, that joke, joking cooldown you did at the end. I don't know. People thought it was a joke. And it's not. We all just need to take a breath in and cool down after talking about our shows. So let's all take a deep breath in and let's hold it and breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Now this week, go find some good chocolate or a good sweet, a good dessert, and just um, treat yourself. I love you all so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of The Real Houses of New York. It's our last episode. It's the last reunion. Uh, I'm devastated. But anyway, I love you all. Have a good week. Be kind to one another. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.